praise the lord welcome back to my story in this series we are talking about christ has abolished death and he has brought life and immortality to life through the gospel let me point out to you from the gospel of john chapter 8 because this is where we stopped in the last broadcast in gospel of john chapter 8 jesus christ was discussing with the jews and he became confrontational. It was confrontational. When it goes to verse 51, let me read it to you so that you can actually see what was the debate all about. Jessica was thinking, them said, which of you, verse 46, let me start from verse 46. Christ was talking to the unbelieving Jews. You have to remember, these are believed, Jews that didn't believe in him and they were confronting him in the temple. And he said, Verse 44 says, You have your father the devil, and the loss of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, referring to them that they were the sons of Satan because they wanted to kill him as the, as the Messiah. And then, verse 48, they answered the Jews, these are unbelieving Jews, you have to remember. And they said unto him, Say we not where that thou art a Samaritan and you have a devil? They were telling Jesus Christ that. He has the devil and he was a Samaritan. When they call, when they call somebody a Samaritan in their generation, it's like saying he was a half-breed. Half, half that is, you are not a pure Jew. That's what they mean by Samaritan. You, are, you, are, you can't claim to be a real Jew. You are from, you are mixed blood. They call it. And they don't respect those who are mixed blood. And that's what they mean by you are a Samaritan. If they call, if they call one another a Samaritan, that means they are saying you are not pure. You are, you, you are, you are defiled kind of a thing. So Jesus Christ didn't even try to address that because there's nothing wrong to, from being a Samaritan anyway because he's come for not only for the Jews, he come for the Samaritan, he come for even the Gentiles. So Jesus Christ answered him in verse 49, he said, I have not a devil, but I honor my father and ye do the son of me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Now verse 51 is what I'm pointing out to you right now. And Jesus Christ just throw in this revelation to them. They didn't accept it. They didn't believe it, but he threw it out. Verse 40, 51, Jesus Christ said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Now, geologians have thought maybe he was just talking about spiritual death. No, he meant every kind of death. Every kind of death, physical, spiritual. And now they challenge him on that 52 verse 8. They said, Then said the Jews are to him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And thou says, If a man keep my sin, he shall never taste of death. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who makest thou thyself? Now you know they are talking about physical death because Jesus Christ knew that Abraham was not dead spiritually. He knew why God can see Abraham where Abraham is because every spirit, the spirit and soul never die. They are either in hell or in paradise when they are physically dead. So God can see them. And God has just actually gave a parable of Abraham talking in, 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 the, in paradise to a rich man that died and went to hell. See? Which means they are alive in that place. They can communicate in that place. The rich man went to hell. Abraham was in paradise and the Lazarus that was a beggar at the gate of that rich man was at the bosom of Abraham being comforted. And the rich man was begging for water. You remember that parable? And that was not just a parable, it was something that happened. He said there was a certain rich man 
Because God from heaven was, came down upon us, I was telling her what was going on, on the other side. So you better believe it, that hell is real. I was in college, one friend of mine, college mate, he ran to me because he had been hearing the, the word as a fear God, go to church as well. He ran to me, he said, oh Julius, I'm glad. I'm happy right now, what's happened? He said, some people told him that there's no hell. Who are those people that told you there's no hell? <laughs> Maybe some Jehovah Witness called him. I said, don't let them deceive you. Hell is a reality. So is paradise and heaven. They are reality. Don't be deceived that there is no hell. Because the Lord Jesus Christ gave that parable that there was a place called hell. The rich man went there and was in torment. He said, like, of flames, tormenting, tormenting flames, what the rich man called it. That was not the lake of fire, remember? where they are really going to be burning forever. This is just a flame that is too close. You know, if somebody is too close to fire, you'll be feeling the heat and you'll be thirsty. That was something that the rich man was exclaiming and calling for Father Abraham that you could see afar off, but he could talk back and forth. Abraham said, sorry, we couldn't help you. Nobody can come from here today nor here today. Then he was trying to be helpful to his brothers on that. Send Lazarus to my brothers on that so that they don't come to this bad place. The way they have the preachers, that's why Abraham told him, they have Moses and the prophet. The preachers are not, let them listen to them. Ah, Baba Abraham, if somebody go from the dead, they will believe. <laughs> that's what he thought. Abraham said, if they will not listen to the preacher, neither will they be persuaded. Do one rose from the dead. That is the truth. To make sure that it is the truth, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Do you know what happened when Jesus Christ rose from the dead? The Pharisees, the Sanhedrin's, they wanted to silence the people. They said, no, don't let them don't let them say that he rose from the dead. Tell the people, they tell the soldiers, they bribe the soldiers. Tell the soldiers that tell the people that this is his disciples came and stole his body away in the night while we were sleeping. He didn't rise from the dead. Well, if if God wanted to come, come, you know, come to make that clear, if God knows how to make that clear. He could make them make Jesus Christ walk around everywhere they all see him. So that will have that will have uh, disproved their, uh, their, their cover-up, you see. But God is not interested in disproving their cover-up. Jesus Christ walked among his disciples and then went up to heaven. Like Elijah went up to heaven. See? But they kept that in their generation of the Jews, trying to confuse the, 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 the descendants that, oh, this man was not resurrected from the dead. And some of the Jews up to now still believe that he, he didn't resurrect from the dead. But see, he resurrected from the dead and went back to heaven. After so many days of working with his disciples, they said about 40 days before he went back to heaven, completely permanently said he's going back to heaven. And that is exactly what Jesus Christ was saying. If a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. That was saying physically, he can keep us alive without saying physically, like he did for Enoch. And Elijah the prophet is still alive. And Elijah is going to come back to do something. Some, some this is the message he wanted me to preach to you guys. And anyone that believes it, you have to walk with him. Believing in the head is not what you are talking You have to believe it in your heart. And ready to lay everything down and say, I want this promise, Lord. I want this promise, Lord, Jesus Christ. And that is very important. You must desire it. And then you have to begin to walk with him in righteousness, in holiness, obeying the precepts of the word of God. And you see that he will help you in that on the road. Because he's the one that says, if a man keep my sins, I never say that he's able to keep us alive. That's why I said, if he said he's able to keep us alive, he is the resurrection and the life. 
resurrection for those who are going to resurrect in the end, life for those who are never going to die, they are going to live forever, what's going to keep them alive? A changed body. Christ in us is the hope of our glory. Christ in us is the hope of that glory. That is what the message is. But let's go back to the scriptures and see point by point wherever we are other places where the Bible has prophesied these things that we are talking about. In the end, this is what God has promised. He's going to uh, it's going to destroy death. Let's look at this in the book of Hosea. This has been prophesied in the Bible. Even before the Lord Jesus came, God was prophesying what he will do for mankind. In the book of Hosea, God was prophesying that he will destroy death because he's, he's abolishing it for mankind. Hosea chapter, chapter 13, verse 14. This is where God was prophesying before in the book of the prophets how he was going to deal with her death and graves. He said, I will ransom them from the power of the grave, grave, graveyard. I will redeem them from death, as physical death. Oh, death, I will be thy plagues. That means he's going to be taking people, calling people out of death, giving the power to the sons of God to call people back to alive from the, from the dead. Oh, grave, I will be thy destruction. God was prophesying this long time before Christ came. And when Christ came, he gave the power to the church and said, raise the dead, heal the sick, make clean the leper and raise the dead. And you say that has not been done much, but it's going to be happening more and more at this end of the world. That's why God was prophesying, I will be thy destruction of grief. Oh, that I will be thy plagues. I mean, God will be plaguing them. He's going to call in all the, so many people back before the end when he's going to call all the dead out of the graves. That is prophesying in the book of Hosea for us. But what the Lord is pointing out to us is that we can live above death. We can live without seeing physical death. Here is what Apostle Paul was. Apostle. Let's go to the uh, letters of Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 is where we see Apostle Paul describing what the Lord Jesus Christ has come to do for us. Verse 25 said, let me start from, from, let me just read 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since man, since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. So God has order when he's going to do this harvesting. It's harvesting of the world. Every man in his own order. Christ the first fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. That's how God is going to bring the dead back. He started, it's harvesting has already started. Harvesting of the world has already started. The first fruits of the earth, Christ, he came out of the grave and got that immortal body. He actually brought some dead saints out of the grave with him according to the book of Matthew chapter 20, 27, 28 that when Jesus Christ resurrected some dead saints came out of the graves also and showed themselves to people in Jerusalem now they didn't go back to the grave Christ took them up to heaven with him those are the cloud of witnesses that took him that received him into, into the cloud now you have to remember those people when they come out of the grave that was resurrection they got their immortal body. 
You have to remember that they got their immortal body. But that is the first fruits of the dead. Then there will also be the first fruits of those that are going to be raptured. Because in the book of Revelation, they said the first fruits follow the lamb wherever it goes. That will be first fruits of those that are going to live and never die. You see, that's the rapture. But then he said there will be resurrection of those that are alive during the time of Christ coming back. Afterward, day that are Christ that is coming, that is the, the, the first resurrection. There is the first fruits resurrection of the first fruits. Then there is the first resurrection, which is general. Many people, not just one, because Christ and the few that he brought out of the grave are the first fruits of resurrection. Then comes the first resurrection. In the book of Revelation, chapter 20, he pointed that one out that the dead in Christ will be resurrected first. And that's what Apostle Paul. In this first Corinthians chapter 15 was alluding to that afterward day that are Christ's at his coming will be resurrected first. Then verse 24 of that chapter 15 I'm reading. Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom to God, even the Father, when he shall have put down all rule and all authority and power, for he must reign, that is Christ must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. So who are these enemies? Sin is an enemy. Sickness and diseases, they are enemies. Death, physical death, spiritual death, they are enemies. Those are the ones that must be subdued under the body of Christ. When he says he must reign, he's talking about Christ reigning in heaven until the enemies are put under the feet of Christ on earth. Because Christ on earth is the church, the body of Christ is the church on earth. Because he is the head, we are the body. He will be in heaven so that whatever we command on earth, he ratifies it in heaven. And it is done. So that is what he's, he's saying. He said he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. And verse 26 said, The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. Which death are you thinking he's talking about? Physical death is the last enemy that shall be destroyed. In this world, for the body of Christ, when the saints are resurrected, the dead, the dead in Christ rise first, we that are left caught up to meet the Lord in the air, there will be no more death for us. Then the last enemy is destroyed forever. See? And that is what Apostle Paul is alluding to. And he also mentioned it again in, when he was talking about the rapture in the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Just point to the fact that there will be, Christ has already abolished it. It's what we are pointing out. We are not, just talking, we are not talking about just resurrection. Now. We are talking about the abolition of physical death, which Christ has already done. And he's showing to us that there will be people that will live and never see death. At the end, in this last time, in this uh, in this generation of uh, rapture, and now is it going to happen? Look at it in First Thessalonians chapter four. Apostle Paul trying to comfort those that are believers that have lost their loved ones to death, physical death, and he said, verse thirteen, from verse thirteen, he said, "I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep." That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no trying to comfort those who are believers that have lost their loved ones to physical death. He said, Don't sorrow like those who have no hope. If we believe that Christ died and rose again, even then those that are alive that are dead in Christ shall also be resurrected. Praise the Lord. Well, I'm going to continue this in a moment. 
Let's read it again. If we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore comfort one another with this word. So he's talking about he was talking about the rapture. That the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive, that we never see death, that will suddenly be changed to immortality to go and meet the Lord in the air. And that is the fulfillment of what the Bible says, Christ has abolished death, he has brought life and immortality to the true gospel. That will be the fulfillment of what we are preaching. That will be for the whole body of believers that are alive then. When he will take away physical death from, uh, from the believers. That will be the fulfillment of that. And you have to remember, it is possible that even if that rapture is 300 years or 200 years to come, Christ is saying, if a man keep my sins, I never see them. That he is able to keep you and I alive if we will believe it. If we will walk with him. He's able to keep us alive till that rapture. Or take us like he took Elijah away without seeing physical death. He's able to do it. Is that, does that look strange to anybody? Enoch was taken without anybody saying, well, was that a dispensation of rapture? No. God just said, this man placed him and God took him away and he never see it. Elijah, the same way. So God can do whatever he wants to do. For any individual that will walk with him. That's what he said. That's what Jesus Christ said. Verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see there. Which means he's able to singularly take a person out of this planet and never see physically like he did for Enoch, like he did for Elijah. Like he himself took himself up and went away. He said, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see there. If we believe it, he asked me a matter. He said, whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believe it thou this. You have to believe that part, that sentence. Martha said, Yeah, I believe you are the Messiah. Well, yeah, that's good. I believe you die for us on the cross. Yeah, that's good. I believe you heal my body. Yeah, that's good. But do you believe he can keep you alive never to see physical death? That's another level. It's another level. Some people say, I believe I'm safe from my sin, but they are still going to the doctors. They are still sick. They are still afflicted. But he has already paid for that also. You have to believe it and claim it and, and walk with him in that boldness. And resist the devil, and the devil will have to flee because the devil knows the truth. But the devil will not let you have the truth unless you know the truth and resist the devil with that truth. So that is what we are pointing out to you. The devil knows that Christ has already abolished physical death. The devil knows it. Just like in the days of the slave trade, the government said there should be no more slavery. But those slave masters didn't want to agree because they are making money out of slaves. In America, they have to fight civil war just to set, set the slave free. But the slaves that heard about it were not free yet if they are still under the slave master that, uh, that refused to let them go. But if they sneaked out and, uh, and escaped their life, they said the slave masters are going looking for them with guns, trying to shoot them down. Yeah, they were trying to do that. But if they cross over to the north, according to what the story was saying, on the northern side, we are the, the, the states, but on that north side, were free. They let the slaves free. While the southern part, they are the ones that are keeping the slaves until they have to have civil war in America. Now, if the slaves escaped, 
the government will not be able to the government the, the slave master have no government to to go and to go and uh, call you see but they are trying to take the law in their hand by trying to shoot the, the slaves down but the slaves that can cross over to the others to the other side to the freedom side are free that is what christ is saying the same thing about death physical death you believe it cross over to jesus and he's able to keep you alive and the devil has to withdraw why because the devil is the slave master that is taking killing people taking them to hell killing people and if they are not rescued from you take them to hell. you just rescue the righteous people and take them to paradise but their bodies already destroyed or not that's why they couldn't come back you see but if their body is still intact and they say you can call them back they can come back and and take that body that is still intact and live again for a while forever for some time but you see the slave masters are not allowing that to happen so that's why christ is saying reveal teach this to the people resist the devil steadfast in the faith if you resist the devil he will flee from you and then you can stand with Lord. If you walk with him, he's able to stand, your, stand with you. He said that, I will confess you before my angels. But if, he, if you are not standing with you, you are not confessing Christ, he won't be able to confess you. And if angels are not defending you, then the devil will be bombarding you with, uh, with affliction. So that's why we need to walk with Christ and please him. Very important, we must walk with Christ and please him. Like in our fold. Let me read some other Bible verses here, so that you may see that Christ actually has given us so many scriptures to make us see that he has abolished. Here is Second Timothy. Apostle Paul was also explaining the same thing to Timothy in Second Timothy chapter one. And we read verse nine and ten. Apostle Paul talking about talking to Timothy. He said, "Be not from verse from verse eight. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 8 Be not thou therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but be thou partaker of the afflictions of the gospel, according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with an holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. But it is now made manifest by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ, who has abolished death and has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Listen to that. He was talking about, he said, the Lord Jesus Christ has, when he manifested, he has abolished death, he has brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. So those are two things. He brought life, as eternal life, and immortality. To light. To light means he brought it to visibility. Everybody can see it now. That it's, uh, it's possible. It's available. If you, can, if you can claim it, if you can get it, you have to come and get it. Just like eternal life. You have to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to have eternal life. There are more myriads of false religions. Other people follow other religions. They don't want to believe in Jesus Christ. They don't have eternal life. But Christ has already bought eternal life. God has given to man, mankind eternal life, but the life he put it in his son. You have to take his son Jesus Christ into you, then you have that eternal life. So those who don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, they don't have that eternal life. But he has already brought it to light. The same way with immortality. Even though we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have to believe in that power of immortality he has brought and walk with him in that faith to claim that immortality for yourself personally. So that you can say, if a man keep my saying, shall never see death, even physical death. And I'm claiming that and I'm believing it. You can also believe it with me and you will be able to see that Christ will help you on, on the road. It's what helping us on the road. Very important. It's not our own power. It is Christ, what he has done and completed on the cross. It is finished on the cross. 
paid in full. He has deposited the money into our bank account. Now you got to know about it. Believe it. Take the steps to go claim it. It's just like a money. The money has been deposited into your account. And you just have to hear about this and claim it. The same with salvation. You hear about salvation, claim it. The same with uh, immortality. You hear about it, claim it. And Jesus Christ will be with you. God bless you. We are continuing this in the next broadcast. Amen. This is Brother Julius Adiwumi. I just wanted to add some of these signs of the end that is currently occurring so that you may know that the end is near as we are talking about. You can look around you, you see the Boko Haram that is plaguing northern Nigeria. You see the ISIS coming from Saudi Arabia and plaguing the, the Middle East. So all these are signs of the end. They are part of the signs of the end that we are talking about. Not to talk of the plagues that are coming upon the world. That the Bible has said in the book of Revelation it will begin to take place. And all of those things, uh, they are going to be challenging and testing and trying the faith of the believers. So if you are a believer in Christ Jesus, begin to look up and ready to stand and confess Christ to the end. But if you are not a believer, you should begin to be afraid. You better run to Jesus because he is the only Savior. Jesus Christ is the one that is going to save anyone that is going to escape from the wrath to come. Everything. Somebody asked me from listening to my radio broadcast and said, all this plague of the viruses that are plaguing the world right now, the, the latest one, the coronavirus, that seems to be a pandemic, they call it, or epidemic. Could that be some of the signs of the, of the, of the virus, of the wrath of God? And my response to him is that when you look at the book of Revelation chapter 16, the virus of the wrath of God is not what we are seeing yet. All of these ones are still the work of the devil plaguing the world because there will be so many evil things that the devil will be using to kill mankind. However, it's not the wrath of God yet. The wrath of God is to judge both the devil and the Antichrist system, which is the world ruler at the end of time. But the, the sins of God will not be in the wrath of God, which is the book of Revelation chapter 16, when all water will turn to blood and things like that will happen. But so far, these plagues and pestilences, they are still the work of the devil. But we believers, you go to stand, confess Jesus to the end. Don't be afraid of the devil. And even if you die, for Jesus, because you are confessing Christ and you are standing firm for Jesus, either because of the jihadists or the persecution, when you stand for Jesus, even if you die, you shall be resurrected very soon because Christ will come and resurrect you soon. But we believers, look up. Is what Jesus Christ said for your redemption right now. How do you look up? Begin to be righteous. Begin to stand for Jesus. Begin to live for Him. And confess Jesus to the end. Confess the word of God to the end. Because he that endureth unto the end, the same shall be saved. That's what Jesus Christ said. God bless you. And I'm going to pray for any of you that are having some troubles you are going through. Jesus Christ said, if we ask anything in His name, He will do it. So I'm going to pray for you. If you have sickness in your body right now, lay your hand upon the part of your body that is hurting or that is having any sickness. And as I command right now in the name of Jesus Christ, your body will be well. Father, I pray for all the people that are listening to me right now in the radio land. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I command the spirits of sickness and disease to come out of them and enter them no more in the name of Jesus Christ. I say so. All you spirits of sickness and disease that are causing pains or affliction or sickness of what kind, come out of this world and listen to me and enter them no more in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. That is it, friends. 
You are healed. Believe it. Say with your mouth, say, I am healed. Say, I receive my healing right now. Say it again. I receive my healing right now in Jesus' name. And begin to thank the Lord. Just lift up your hand and thank the Lord right now. Say, Father, I thank you for healing me. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say, thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. Say it again. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for healing me. By His right, we were healed. By the strength of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross, you were healed. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you have any question, please call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. You can also call our number 080-338-69812. That is 080-338-69812. Any of those phone calls, somebody will answer your call and they will pray along with you. Again, the two numbers are 080-338-69812. 080-338-69812. Or you may call 080-334-36944. That is 080-334-36944. Somebody will be answering your call. God bless you.